stamp it. Hang it up. Send send your send your retirement notice. Go go enjoy your life. Spend mm-hmm. your money. Live off your sixty. I don't do toilets. What? Say that again. I said I don't do toilets. Wait, what's that mean? It means that I don't want to trade dollars for time, and I want my money to work for me. Hello, and welcome to the I Don't Do Toilets, the podcast for you. You who want to retire the saying, go to school, get a job, work 40 years just to retire with a 401k. Generation X, we're specifically talking to you. And it's not too late to invest in yourself by working smarter and not harder. I Don't Do Toilets is a mindset change, a paradigm shift. And we're sharing our experiences and knowledge, giving you relatable and practical content towards financial independence. We'll discuss wealth building, real estate, investing, and everything in between. I'm your host, Andre, along with my beautiful wife, Maisha. Hey. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen to be encouraged and empowered. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's going on, dear? Nada. Nada, nada. How was your day today? It was okay. It was all right. Temperatures dropped. It's been a beautiful day. Nice, yeah. nice temperature wise. It was a beautiful morning this morning too. And, um, you know, my workload is slowed down a little bit for the week. So I got everything taken care of Monday through Wednesday. So now it is Thursday and, and we're out here day. podcasting. Yeah. It's a good day. I like it. Cool. Looking cute over there. I like that ponytail. Thank you. Good. Oh, with the eye roll. I got you. I got you. We'll talk about that offline, though. But uh, what are we talking about tonight? Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, We're talking about an article that oh, yeah. comes out of Market Watch, I believe. Uh-huh. And the article is about a 52-year-old man who would like to retire. Okay, so that's the article I sent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that was a good read. Good read because... Uh, I felt him on that, you know, not, not everything in detail. And then mm-hmm. some things that the article mentioned, uh, you know, we don't have enough details, but it was at least a conversation starter. Absolutely. So thought Absolutely. it'd be good that we at least talk about it. But before I do that, let's, let's read a disclaimer. Can we read a disclaimer? Sure. Cool. We're not your financial, legal, or investment licensed professional. We're not your psychologist either. Information we share is for education and entertainment purposes. Please do your own research and seek out professionals. We are not professionals. We are not. And uh, we're going to discuss this article just, you know, primarily from our experiences in life. And then, you know, like I said, some of the things that was mentioned there definitely, definitely felt that. And, um, and it got our ideas kind of flowing about what, what are some things we need to be thinking about? True, 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 true. That is that is absolutely correct. So do you want to read, start us off with reading the article? Uh, I'll read the question and then we'll highlight some of the article. Okay. Okay. So this man, um, there is not a name for this man. This man um, says, hi, I started working when I was 19 and have been saving half of my salary since my mid 20s. Now at 52, I'm tired of both the rat race and workplace politics. With the virus, it feels even worse. I have saved about $800,000 in trading, $800,000 in my 401k, and $300,000 in a house. 
I also have six months worth of emergency funds. I don't have any debt and I own my vehicles too. That's some good stuff. That is, that is. Yeah. He's 52, um, $800,000 in the savings. Yes. And then $800,000 in 401k. Oh, let me take that back. 800,000 in trading. Okay. So in a brokerage account, got you. And 800,000 in 401k and 300,000 in a house. Wow. So let's, let's, let's really unpack that. Cause at 52, I mean, he'd been working since 19. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 30 plus years. Right. But he's oh. been saving half his salary since his mid twenties. Right. So that's about 27 years or so. And he should have more than that 401k though, for real. I mean, I don't True. know, what, you know, whatever he survived or, you know, maybe he's taking out some money or, or maybe he didn't have a job that had a 401k. Yeah. So, yeah. So Never anyway, uh, some unknowns there, but give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like he's been very prudent, very uh, diligent with his finances, being able to save, right. Ha- have a, a, what they call an emergency fund. Right. And then also he said he was no debt. Everything's paid off, right? The house, the cars. Yes. 52. That's, that's, uh, yeah. You know, that, that deserves a pat on the back, you know, a game recognized game. That's excellent. And, and having the discipline, I don't know if he's, um, I don't know if he's married or anything with kids or dependents or anything like that, but to be able to save half of your salary Mm -hmm. and just live off of half since your mid twenties and now you're 52, that's some discipline. That's a lot of discipline. And that discipline is going to pay off. Right. But, you know, he can't touch that 401k until 62, 61, something like that. Right. So he still got a you know nice little minute to before he can really access that 800,000. 800, but one thing he said was rat race, mm-hmm. rat race. Mm-hmm. You know, that's quite a an idiom that, you know, people use today. And oh, actually, you know, my, I heard my parents use it when I was growing up. Um you know, let's break down what a rat race is. Well, you know what? And I just realized I didn't read the rest of the question. Oh, okay. So I, actually, he kind of just gave his background. So let me actually read his question. Okay. Okay. So I, he says, I can easily live off a $60,000 budget, including wow. taxes. Okay. But often it is less than that. No one in my family has ever survived beyond 80 years old. Thinking of the remaining days, I wonder, should I just retire, do some one-off gig work, or learn a hobby that I always wanted to learn? I wonder if it's prudent to do so, or should I just keep slogging another 10 years? Oh, live your life. (laughs) (laughs) Live your life. Hey, it it sounds like he's really already, (laughs) you know, contemplated and and really thought this out. Yeah. So it sounds like he's just writing in to to get other people's opinions and and see if there's uh, maybe some people that can move the needle a little closer to what he want to do or if there's some things he really, you know, really needs to reconsider. So it's important that you read that. So slogging, that's pretty interesting right there. (laughs) Uh, That don't sound like that has a a great positive connotation to it. No. And and the other thing is he's so like, he's been very methodical with his savings Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it kind of think, I kind of agree with you that he's, 
he's already thought about this. Right. And he probably has already investigated what he needs to investigate. He just wants some confirmation. Confirmation. Yeah. So it's interesting. He, he mentioned that no one in his family has lived past 80 and he's 52. So that's that still interesting. That's still 28. I mean, he's, he, you know, none of us know, you know, when it's going to be the end. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess, uh, you know, the Bible teaches three score and 10, which is 70. Mm-hmm. And anything above 70 is, is borrowed time. It's a, and it's a blessing. But none of us really know when, when our day. Yeah. When, when our number is going to be called. So mm-hmm. uh, he's thinking about it. Right. And still at 52, looking at 80. That's still 28 years. That's still right. a significant piece of, of time to, you know, live. And he figured he's going to work till 62, you know, because mm-hmm. he mentioned slogging it. That's interesting terminology, slogging. Slogging. I'm about to use that. You yeah. slogging. <laughs> right, right. Well, I kind of think um, in this in this article, one of the, I think it's a financial advisor. They brought up the fact that, you know, with COVID, because this, this, this letter actually was written um, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's thinking about all of the crisis around him and mm-hmm. having, you know, second thoughts about his life Yeah, and how he wants to spend it. Right. So, well, you know, COVID, I mean, flip, flip some things on his head for a lot of us. Yeah. And, and, you know, many people, including ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, started to, you know, reevaluate some things. Right. Uh, you know, kind of, just kind of taking an examination of of our life, take stock of our our home and just, just overall lifestyle. Right. Um, So it really gave us opportunity to reflect because, Mm -hmm. you know, none of us have ever experienced, you know, what we experienced a year ago. Right. You know, that's across the board. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it makes you think about, he talked about the rat race. Yes. And he talked about workplace politics and weighing that against, What's going on around you, your right. family, right. all of that? Do you want to deal with that? So, so let's break down that rat race because I, I thought that was interesting because, you know, I, I looked up the origin of <laughs> rat race. Wow. And it kind of changed what, how I actually thought the rat race was a little different, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to, to read that it really is, uh, or the origin of it, it was just rats racing <laughs> to get a piece of cheese mm-hmm. on the other side of the room and which rat would be first mm-hmm. and them exhausting more energy and more effort than the reward was worth. Mm. So when oh, you think that's of, pretty, yeah. So that, you know, I, I, I always thought rat race was just like running in circles, you know, think of, right. um, you know, a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A rat on a wheel or something. So you're running in circles, but it, all the effort, the mm-hmm. energy, the, the sacrifices that you put yourself through on the job right, and the reward not be worth it. Right. The rat race. That is a rat race. You know, so you're not getting the, the, the respect that you want. You're not getting the income that you deserve. You, you're dealing with, you mentioned the politics, the, mm-hmm. the, the workplace politics. That's real. Right. That's real. That's I mean, really you, real. You, I mean, you deal with that right now as we as we speak <laughs> yeah you know the nonsense is, that takes place at your job right right so um what are some things i guess just in general some some workplace politics that he could be hinting to um i mean you you always have some colleagues that may feel like you're in competition with them and you're really mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. um and so everybody's vying for the cheese 
you know. Okay. Um, there may be some overlook, being overlooked for different projects or different positions. Um, just because somebody doesn't like you or either they just favor somebody else. Right. Um, and then there, there's always kind of a racial thing. Um, not necessarily at my job, but you know, there, there has been there. Right. Um, but it could, it could pop it. It could rear its ugly head as well. You know, it could be sexism because I'm a woman. Yeah. Black woman at that. Right. So, uh, soul sister. <laughs> Power to the people. Move on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, you know, it's been a minute. It's been over 10 years since I was in a workplace environment. But one of the things that I, I did not like me being in a supervising, managing role was playing the uh, I had some board subordinates uh, that I managed or that I supervised. It was you know about 15 people mm-hmm. and going through the babysitting. I mean, these were adults. Right. And going through the babysitting that I had to go through. I'm like, yo, and then having to uh, deal with that. And then deal with my boss and upper management and Mm -hmm. being in between. Right. So that was always a, um, you know, I didn't want to really aggravate or Mm -hmm. step on toes for my support because they, you know, and all they they will make me look good. Mm -hmm. So if if they not happy, then, you know, that's going to reflect on me and then my boss and her boss. So Mm -hmm. it was just, uh, uh, you know, it's like, Yeah. yeah, this is stress. Yeah, I've I've uh, had that I've had that before. I've had a team before that um, wasn't as good as the team that I have now. Right. The team that I have now is solid. And um, you can appreciate that, especially when yeah. you're supervising or you you know you're managing above your team. So right. Um. So that that was one thing that I can remember, and then definitely when my first job out of college, the, the good old boy system, uh, it was, mm-hmm. it was brutal. I mean, it right. was brutal. I mean, some of them guys were there working at 19 because their <laughs> fathers had worked and nepotism. Yeah. They, they wasn't, I mean, they wasn't qualified to be there, but you know, they'd been there for 19, 15, 20 years mm-hmm. and they just hot dogging it till they right. retire. Right. And you know, they know the system. Um, of course at that time I was in management and I was working in an environment that uh, that had a union. Mm. So being caught in between that, I mean, working with a union, whoo, you talk Never about you talk about politics. Never experienced that. Yo, I mean, I I remember one occasion where there was a box in the aisle, <laughs> and me, I picked the box up. Oh gosh! And one of the unions. Rep- uh, one of the union employees called the steward on me because it was his job to do it. And I was breaking. Um, I don't even remember, <laughs> but it, it was something. It was something like he was really, in his lane and you weren't supposed to be at, right. And I'm like, this is the game we're playing. <laughs> this is the game we're playing. So it was crazy. But those are the good old days. You know, I ain't been in that environment in almost 20 years. So, you know, well, Sometimes you still have to play those politics, though, which are, you know, negotiating and making sure you name drop and, you know, do some things for your deals. Yeah. Get your deal. Yeah, you're you're right. 
it, right. It, it, the, the politics has a, I guess, a different look. Mm-hmm. It has definitely because it's, it's friendlier. A, it's friendlier. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, my stress level is nowhere near right what it was being in management. No, which is near. great. No, no, not yet. It's phenomenal. Great. Stress levels low. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I I definitely can relate to him when he's talking about you know wanting to retire and not wanting to slog another ten years. Um, I think with me at 43, almost 44, yes, I told my age, yeah. Um, I'm just early 40s. <laughs> boo. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. So anyway, you start to think about those things because, you know, you have little life, I guess, left on the other end than you did before. You know, when you were a kid, that life was great. You get well, to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I guess as a kid, you, you never really, you know, at least, I mean, you look at 44 when you was a kid, it's like, whoa, that's old. Like, right. you know, I'm not even thinking about even that Even though it's far. not old, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm not even thinking that far. <laughs> but now, you know, in the, the middle age that we are, and then yeah. we're looking at the future, we're seeing our kids grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why, why this article really hit home with me, because now it's like, yo, he is really contemplating living his life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he knows that working is going to be a detrimental right to his life well and and get in the way of him living his life right i mean because he he said he he wants to do some projects or Mm -hmm. um, hobbies hobbies he wanted Mm -hmm. to so now he's like living in 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 regret Mm -hmm. so and and that's a bad feeling to right. to get to a point where it's like I wish I would have, I right. wish I could have, and I wish I should have. Right. And now the time, you know, was not there, and then mm-hmm. you know you don't get a chance to do it. Right. And then and then work another ten years, and then you're like, man. Right. All this and, time that I wasted. And and you don't know what's ahead of you as far as, you know, he mentioned COVID, mentioned virus. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, oh, as the older we get, you know, we become more vulnerable to you know, health problems. Right. So right. I like the fact that he's really considering it. And then, you know, the, I, I guess the deal breaker for me or the, the, the catcher is the fact that he says slogging. So he knows <laughs> that the next 10 years. He's just going through the motions. It's going through the motions. Right. Right. So, right. you know, it's not, um, it's not like he is at a place of employment where he loves it so much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look at it as work. And right. you have those people, you know, they right, love their right. job so much. Um, you know, it's it's just a joy for them to go to work right. every day. This and, ain't that and guy. Shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to them. Right. This <laughs> this ain't that guy for sure. Yeah. And it's not me either. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the financial advisor just in the article decided to give him some things that he really needed to think about. And I thought these were some good things because there were um, there was there was at least one of them that I don't think that we've considered. Um, the first one they talked that she talked about was health insurance, and I know we've considered that because um, with me working, my job provides health insurance. Mm-hmm. However, if you stop working, of course your health insurance goes away, and right. we have dependents. We have That's two important. little girls, you know, so mm-hmm. we need health insurance. They're still um, fairly young. And then as we get older, we're going to need health insurance. Just everybody needs health insurance, period. Um, so that was one of the things. And she talked about 
how health insurance can be pretty expensive. So you want to keep in mind private health insurance is expensive. So what are some things that we need to be thinking about or we can do as a couple to maybe offset some of that health insurance part? One is take care, take better care of our temples. Mm -hmm. So I know we exercise, we, we, you know, we watch what we eat. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, me having sleep apnea that, you know, my, my sleep hygiene is important. So, you know, having that on my vision board for the last two years, I believe has been very uh, instrumental in me improving my sleep mm-hmm. and uh, just looking at sleep and rest much differently than I did before. Right. So, uh, again, taking the inventory of what we can do, what we can have control over. You know, we mm-hmm. definitely control how much sleep we get. We control right. what we eat, what we drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, we control uh, our exercise. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we all than we all, but you and I have worked on uh, diligently, especially these last two years of, and, and we don't go to the doctor often. Right. I mean, when's the last time, you know, you've been right. to the doctor? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that because yeah. I, I need to go and, and at least get a checkup. Right. Well, know? that's that's different. You know, yeah. that's that's different. But, but I'm, for I'm, anything like serious yeah, or like sickness, sickness or illness, no. uh, illness. Um, I mean, the flu, mm-hmm. the colds, I mean, things that are, are, are just real detrimental, you know, right. to our health. We've been very blessed and very thankful for that mm-hmm. because, you know, I get my annual exam. But outside of that, you know, I don't go to the doctor often. Right. So. Right. And our girls are pretty healthy, too. Yeah. Yeah. When they're not jumping off curbs and, you know, getting concussions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're children. <laughs> is, or, or scraping up their their legs, but you know, we actually got to get back on these bikes, man. We yeah. we ain't been on the bikes in a minute. So those yeah. are some things that uh, my mother has always told me: son, take care of yourself while you're young. Mm. Take care of yourself while you're young. Yeah. So I listen to that, right. and I, I I watch and I listen to how she and how her health is, mm-hmm. and some things that she has suggested that I do. Because that's wisdom. Right. So, and then what we're providing is also wisdom. So take, take better care of your temple. Yeah. So that, that's the foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when you, when you're deciding on, because you need health insurance, no matter how healthy you are, you know, something catastrophic could happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, You can get sick. You can get coronavirus. Right. You, You know, you just never know. But um, with private health insurance, the other thing is shopping your premiums. So um, I know that there is like a health insurance exchange, I think, that you can kind of shop the health insurance. Um, So take advantage of that. And then you need to be able to um, determine how much it's going to cost you and start budgeting for it. Budgeting is important. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that he can live off of 60. So um, <laughs> that that's tough. But it Ooh. also depends on, well, you know, he ain't, you know, he ain't downtown Houston. True. Uh, you know, he True. might be somewhere, you know, Fort Wayne, he Indiana. Or, Idaho or somewhere. Right. So we yeah. don't know. We didn't know that because that wasn't listening to the article. But right. he's been pretty prudent. He's been pretty sharp with his finances. So if he feels like he can live off of 60, then. Right. Then, you know, I tip my hat off of him uh, mm. for him. So and that's possible. I mean, it's not a it's not a bad salary. Right. 
and you know he's not into any debt so that's also yeah. huge because yeah. he has taken care of one of life's biggest burdens which is debt mm-hmm. his cars are paid for yes and it sounds like he has enough money that if he wanted to get another car he doesn't sound like the person that's going to be out there flossing. Right. He doesn't sound like he's the person that's going to be out there spending extravagant amount of money on a vehicle. Right. He'll probably get him a ADB car, pay cash for it, mm-hmm. and keep it on moving. Right. Right. So. And then, and and he's he's fifty two. So fifty two. Um, at sixty five, you're eligible for Medicare. So that's another mm-hmm. thing he can keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, the second thing, second thing she talked about. And this is then when you say she, uh, the the person that responded to the question. Yeah, she's okay. a financial advisor. So okay. um, the second thing that she talked about is long term care insurance, which I was mentioned to me before. Okay. By, um, I think it was my cousin actually, because we were talking about it in terms of my grandmother. Okay. However, I think until then, um. Through the job, the job offers long-term care, but I don't think we have a separate policy outside of jobs. Mm. So, so you lose that, your job, you lose that. Right. So gotcha. that's something that we need to look into. Um, if you don't know what long-term care is, care insurance is. So once you get to a certain age, you want to have this insurance in place. And what it is, is is for your long-term care. So as you get older, you may need somebody to help take care of you on a daily basis. You may need some, you know, somebody to come into the house and help you with rehab, stuff like that. So, gotcha. I mean, or or if you get to an age and you're open to going to like senior living or something like that, I think that type of insurance kicks in at that point. Hmm. So that's a good thing to have, I think. Yeah, it's not bad. Might not need bad. to look into it. So write it down. So something that she had mentioned, which was good, that we hadn't thought about. Surely have it. Surely have it. So he has an emergency fund. He said six months. Yeah. That's huge. Right. That's huge. Yeah. So he has an emergency fund. We have an emergency fund. And Mm -hmm. that's primarily, you know, from a previous episode, we talked about some of the books that we read. Right. And uh, one of the books was the Total Money Makeover. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it really discussed setting up a emergency fund. Right. And we're glad we did it. Yes. And uh, in the event that something catastrophic, like a job loss or uh, a loss of income, a COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. where we need to tap in, uh, we had to tap into a little bit last last this time last year, you know, last spring, yeah. because you know my, my business took a, a, a screeching halt. I mean, it just fell off the cliff. <laughs> so yeah. it went from where the money reside, where the money reside to <laughs> the money has risen <laughs> right, and it, gone well, away. Well, yeah. Well, the money was hiding because hey, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, in anywhere in sight. So, uh, but, uh, having that reserves, having that emergency fund, mm-hmm. we didn't stress. Right. You know, we right. was able to still pivot, still make moves, right. uh, adjust and, um, having that fund, takes that that stress because you're you know you're able to pay your bills at least six months right so and then six months that gives you an opportunity to devise a game plan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as and opposed think, to not having it at all i think total money makeover they like 
recommended like a thousand dollars at first. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you were supposed to put in, which is good. Um, but there's always what do you say, good, better, and best? Yeah, I think that was if I recall correctly, that was just to get you know started, but mm-hmm. eventually evolved to you want to make sure that you can do your best to cover your bills. Right. For that six months, six months, uh, nine months is even greater. Right. So especially if you are in a in a field where uh, you lose your job and uh, it's not as easy to find jobs, right. you know, due to competition or due to unavailable unavailable uh, right. positions, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. uh, or just you know saturation. I guess that'd be the same thing. But um, so maybe six to nine months, but still mm-hmm. having a fund where you have it off to the side mm-hmm. that you can live off of um, any event to avoid going into debt or, um, you know, being too stressed out from you know not having money. Yeah. Yeah. So he has one other thing on here. He mm-hmm. talked about a 401k that he had and the financial advisor made sure that she um, put in the article that, you know, you have to wait for you to turn. I, I'm, is it 59 and a half? I don't recall, but yeah. it is, um, it is an age it's, requirement and, um, anything less than that or anything before that you're going right. to be hit with a 10% pil- penalty money that you don't want to be hit with. <laughs> right. So, so that's kind of, um, let's see, what's the word? That's kind of something that you really have to factor in. I mean, your 401k is is good when you are eligible for it. But if you withdraw it before your time, then you're hit with that penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some employers allow you to take a loan from your 401k, which mm-hmm. would probably be, you know, which is pretty good mm-hmm. um, because you're just paying yourself back, which is a good thing. Um, I can say, and there's programs because I I did that to start the business. So there was programs where I, so here's what I did. If you remember, um, to avoid taking out a loan from the SBA, mm-hmm. I tapped into the 401k and mm-hmm. I took that 10% and I took the 10% hit mm-hmm. because I withdrew, but I avoid going into debt. Right. So I was able to take out lump sum of money put it down payment on the franchise and then work out the payment with the owner at the time. So that was a huge win for me. That 10% was worth it. And uh, I also had 60 days to put that back into my 401k. So there was a window of time that I had to work with, but you know, that window of time elapsed. So I just went ahead and, you know, took Took that percent and took that hit. But again, I avoided being in debt. Yeah. So that was a huge win. So that, that is a withdrawal. Right. But like my employer will allow a loan okay. on your 401k. And when you pay back the loan, right, you're paying back yourself. And you did that. Come, yeah. And I did that with one of the properties that we right. purchased. That's right. I remember. Um, so we purchased that property and then, you know, we still, so that money comes out of my paycheck and I mm-hmm. never see it. Mm-hmm. It's just coming out. So once the job is over, you know, that's when I need to start thinking about it because, you know, it it won't be coming out anymore. Sure. But other than that, it's a loan that I'm paying back to myself. 
But that was a pretty good move, would you say? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And that's the same property that we sold gotcha. the note on. So yeah. ultimately, that was a winning decision. Yeah. Wonderful. I like it. Yeah. So and we didn't go into no debt. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Well, a debt to ourselves. I can live with that. <laughs> it's a debt to ourselves. I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. So that's awesome. So the moral of the story is do your homework, do your research, see yeah. what your options are. Right. Because there are options when you're considering accessing access to your 401k money or your right. retirement money. Right. There's definitely some some opportunities there. Right. Um, so she says beyond the numbers, you want to think about what you're going to do with your time. When you retire, Andre, what are you going to do with your time? One, enjoy life with my kids. Mm. Volunteer mm-hmm. because outside of outside of money, I guess the I guess the biggest, especially for black men or me being a black male mm-hmm. um, at school, at church. Oh, commodity. Um, I mean, we just, yeah. <laughs> you you're, know. you're definitely a commodity. So. Um, donating my time, you mm-hmm. know, being, being active in a community, uh, being active in our community where we live, uh, finding work to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a busy by sit, me sitting around watching TV and not, not, not me at all, yeah. not me at all. So there won't be, it w- will not be hard for me to find work to do when I'm in retirement. Right. Or, or things to stay busy, stay active. Um, just upkeep at home. I mean, I mean, that's work in itself. Yeah. So, um, but no, and you, retire doesn't mean that you necessarily sit around and be lazy and all that stuff. No, no, just, not at all. But you, you find that one, and I don't have any statistics right here in front of me to, you know, substantiate my the comment about the make, but one of the challenges, at least from listening to older generations mm-hmm. and their peers, right. That, pass away shortly after retirement because mm. they don't they you know their bodies have been moving right for 40 years and then they retire yeah. and it's like a shock to their body right so um i don't believe that would be myself mm-hmm. because i stay moving and i stay active right. um but you're right so no retirement does not just mean just sitting around and doing nothing right but that is something that really you know you really have to consider. Mm-hmm. He said he has a hobby that he's just interested in learning. Mm-hmm. So that all of his time might go into that hobby. Right. And, that and she also recommended that maybe he can pivot into maybe a, a job that's less, you know, right. rat race race. Hey, Walmart <laughs> greeter. Yeah. Something <laughs> real simple that he can get some, la- uh, some healthcare insurance. Welcome to Walmart. Um, How can yeah. I help? May I help you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so mentally less stressful is what she said. A job that's mentally less stressful, which hey, is very important. My my guy at our school, he's he's a cross guard. Hey. So less stress. Right, right. So he he, he cross <laughs> no guards. Hey, he cross guards in the morning. He cross guards in the evening or the afternoon as, as sun dismisses. Yeah. So he stays active. Right. Probably the only stressful part of that is when it becomes wintertime. Winter or, or dealing with, you know, belligerent parents trying to, you know, cut yeah, the line and, you true. know, you know, not, be, you know, be impatient and whatnot. But yeah. again, he's staying active um, in his retirement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll be that guy for sure, because yeah. I, I definitely want to have uh, I want to be involved in our daughter's um, upbringings and programs and functions as mm-hmm. much as possible. 
Right, right. So finally, okay. the, 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 I think the main point that she's stressing with him is that she says, it's very scary for people to put yourself on a budget if you're not one, if you're not on one already. Think about how you want to live on a budget because that makes all the difference in the world. And then the reason why that stands out for me is because, you know, I don't know if you you've heard like in corporate, sometimes they'll say, you know, you're a leader prior to you being a leader. So like you, you can become a manager, but Mm -hmm. you have already shown management skills prior to becoming a manager. Exactly. And then um, so with this, she's basically saying, put yourself on a budget so you won't be so shocked mm-hmm. when it's your time to retire and you need to be on a budget. So right. you need to try to to work your budget out. That goes that goes into uh, that article that we saw about Dwayne Wade. Right. You know, a retired NBA star who mm-hmm. no longer makes 20 million dollars a year from from hooping. Right. Is on a budget. Right. And he's on a budget because. He needs to mm-hmm. handle his finances and he, his finances have drastically changed right. from his NBA days. So, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely team budget over here yeah. because uh, I look at the budget as a financial plan. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel bad that you, know, you want to spend money on Starbucks because mm-hmm. that's something you enjoy and we plan for it. Right. We budget for it. Right. So we know that it's going towards something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, you know, the bills are traveling, whatever the case may be. So it just has a different connotation and a different feel um, when you feel more empowered or more in control right. of, you know, how you dictate your dollars. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it also is, it goes to the fire movement where, mm-hmm. you know, they, they say you, Say you either save and invest seventy percent and live off thirty. That's if you're tough. living off thirty percent, that's tough. We ain't there yet, and we're not there yet. No, 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 no. We, we're not there yet. That's tough. <laughs> but if you're living off thirty percent and you say to yourself that you're ready to retire, it's not going to be such a big shock. No, not at all. It shouldn't be. It, no, you've been living off thirty percent. No. Yeah. Now, not if at you all. get it down to fifteen percent, that's some. Whew. God bless you. For real, yeah. you, you aiming for the for the stars. Fifteen yeah. percent. You you a star. You are tough. a star. That's tough. That is uh, definitely no. We far from that. Yeah, yeah. But 15%. it's. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Dwayne Wade. Um, there's some other players, sports players that have decided they're gonna put their NFL money or NBA money to the side and just live off endorsements. That's very noble. Cool. They're they're in the control. Yeah. And they're planning for when that contract right. ends. Right. Exactly. And so many athletes do not. Don't do it. And it's it's it, it's just mind boggling how you can make a hundred million dollars over your career. Wow. And then you're broke. Yeah. Cause you out here wilding. Broke mentality. Broke. You made a hundred million dollars yeah. and now you broke. Yeah. That's tough. But okay. So let's are we are we done with that? So let's yeah. bring it to a close. So basically the moral of the story is if you want to retire, you got a plan. You got a plan and you, you definitely um oh before we go that, mm-hmm. I looked up the word slogging. It's not you know, it's not <laughs> as bad as I thought it was. That's but what you were over there yeah, laughing yeah, at. Yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it was. It just means to, you know, labor, to work hard. And still, um 
you know, if you if if you're dealing with politics and the rat race, mm-hmm. you know, whatever those politics and situation is, do you want to work hard, slog for another ten years? Right. And and, and frankly, for me, like there's some days that I just don't want to slog. Right. Period. No, not at all. So I would um no, just based on the the variables that we know, mm-hmm. I would encourage him to say, "Hey, hang it up, let's go." Yeah, you got go ten. ahead and put the plan together. Go ahead, hey, stamp it, hang it up. Send send your send your retirement notice. Go go enjoy your life, spend mm-hmm. your money, live off your sixty. Um, and he obviously knows how to trade. Right, he knows how to trade. I mean, which, which is huge. So his yeah. money can work for him. Absolutely, and then. At the end of the day, you can always go back to work. You can. You can always go back to work. Walmart always is hiring. I know they're getting those little machines now where people are not needed, but no. there are jobs out there. Trust me, Walmart needs some people. <laughs> they do need some people. <laughs> they do. So. Amazon, how about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but no, you can always find some work. So, you know, it may not be paying whatever he's getting paid, but. Definitely, right. you can always you find can make his own job. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you have a skill. Yeah, or so, a hobby. Yeah, so I would say hang it up, dude. Yeah, we're not financial advisors at all. Enjoy your life. But enjoy your life. <laughs> enjoy your life. <laughs> enjoy your life, man. All right, this has been good. It has been. Thank That's you. That's a good little article. It was. I like it. I like how we broke that down. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to the next Got some things to think about, too. We do. We do. We learn some things. So yeah. I took some notes and we'll be discussing this a little bit more. But anyway, we out. We out. Thanks. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Your time is valuable and we trust that you heard content you find beneficial. We're passionate about living an abundant life through financial independence, living debt free and enjoying the life we desire. Continue to listen, be encouraged and be empowered. And show us some love by rating the podcast on whatever platform you're streaming. Give us a five-star rating, write a great review. And until next time, I don't do toilets.